0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of One Fry Short. Today is a very special day because our audio producer, our technical support, and my husband,
1: original therapist,
0: (laughs) is joining One Fry Short. Welcome to One Fry Short. You know, of a happy meal. I'm Jamie Spielmaker. And I'm Rachel Wynn. We're just two women having candid and empathetic conversations about mental health and how we can support each other. We are not experts, not even close. But if you want to feel less alone in your neuroses, you've come to the right place. I have been looking forward to this episode for a while. Connor actually was the one to pitch this to me. Um, uh, As some of you may know, tonight, we're recording this on Wednesday, June 7th, June 7th. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, and in exactly two hours and 15 minutes, we will be watching, well, I will be watching, the final installment of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. And last episode during the uh the, i will get just trust uh, me uh, i'm gonna get there okay it's the cold open your news is showing your newsman is my, showing my news
1: will show my pr will show um, everything's gonna show
0: um in case you don't know which like we have shot at it from the rooftops at this point like connor and i met at CNN in the break room.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if I would agree with we met in the break room because you would you definitely did not meet me back in the, <laughs> in the break room. It was very much a uh, I attempted to meet you in the break room and you very quickly shot that down. But uh,
0: here, we are here we are with a dog. Who won? And um, yeah, okay. So um, <clears throat> in the last episode of Vanderpump Rules, Allie, James Kennedy's girlfriend very astutely says. I think everybody needs therapy, especially men and especially James. And I thought that was incredibly honest and the perfect entree into this week's episode because Connor wanted to talk about men going to therapy.
1: As a man who goes to therapy. As a man. So I have, you know. You have experience on the issue. Yeah. I'm a subject matter expert.
0: I met Connor, uh... I promise this is not gonna be just a recanting of our relationship, but I met Connor uh, almost seven years ago at CNN, and I was a a very disturbed individual at the time. (laughs) Disturbed? (laughs) Yeah, I was like kind of a, I was like, I was still really trying to figure some things out. And then uh, squarely a year into our relationship, I had a massive OCD. That did happen. Yeah, and that was really devastating to me, and it impacted our relationship greatly. And you hung in there like a champ and never really was faced by it. Um, It's normal
1: to have the occasional breakdown.
0: Yes. Uh, And Connor has always been extremely talented at holding it together. In case you don't know, his profession in life is to manage crisis communications. I'm not going to tell you who. With who. Well...
1: I mean, all you gotta do is Google me. So yeah, we, yeah, they can Google, but yeah, and it's not just cri- it's, it's communications and, and media, and but but with of- a
0: specialty in crisis. And I think that's just so poetic because you married a walking, living, <laughs> breathing crisis. <laughs> Would you disagree?
1: Uh, not every day.
0: I have at least one crisis every day, That's, even if it's yeah, silly. But,
1: but crisis, you know, tier. What tier? You know, tier one through. What death Connor we at? Every and day? he it's
0: means T I E R, not T A T E A R, because I don't cry typically. Typically, yeah. Yes. Okay, so we met uh, seven years ago, and blah blah blah. We got married. Connor started going to therapy what two years ago?
1: A little before that. Well. Because we're coming up on two... Yeah, yeah, about two years ago. Mm So it was about six months before we got married.
0: So we wanted to do this episode because, per statistics, women are twice as likely to go to therapy... As men, and this is a statistic that is you a- shared with
1: me just minutes ago. And my first question was, "Well, how many is it?" And I still thought that twice as many as men was still crazy low, yeah, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if men are even half as likely, then that is further crazy low. But yeah. everyone, yeah. Sh- ev- yeah, everyone should go to therapy, tm.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that. Why? So why did? So tell us why did you start going to therapy?
1: I started going to therapy because I. I think it was two prong. I was at a weird place in my career. Um, mm-hmm. So I was having career questions. And I was also, you know, we were on the verge of getting married. And we were dealing with some um, family issues on my side. Well, on both sides, but m- mostly my side. Um, and, you know, I needed to um, to go and deal with some of that frankly. And I, it had been something that I, that honestly I hadn't, the family thing was really secondary at first because I didn't think that that was my core issue.
0: What did uh, you think your core issue was? Well, work
1: stuff. Like I really went, cause I was in a really tough spot at work that I felt I, I really felt was feeling extremely burnt out. You know, I've been at, I've been in news for, um, close to, well, I think a little over five years at that point, And
0: um which ironically, uh five and a half years is when I left.
1: Yeah. So there's you your You can only
0: do so many school shootings. There's
1: your countdown clock.
0: <laughs> and then you're done.
1: School shootings or I mean just, just Trump all appearances, of yeah. the stuff. And then and honestly what what I think really took me out of it was um and I don't know if you've ever given like a significant background, what we did at CNN, but we were we did local news for the national, you know, audience and a big part of that is the good stories that are out there. And that was your specialty for sure. Um uh, but I, that was also part of my job was finding those those well. I considered a part of my job was finding those those really cute local stories. I'll never forget like this this bumblebee parade for this kid with can, you know, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so some some of the degradation of my mental health was the constant pitching of those stories and then never anything coming of it and then like mm. a big bad story the next day that was just like blown up for a week. And I was like, well, there's a lot of good things out there in the world, you know, that yeah. we that we could also be covering. Yeah. And now in my new profession and in life I see that even further that there is just how how there's much a of a, how much of a mean machine the news media really is. Mm-hmm but that's yeah. a topic for another time. And that's honestly a mental health topic, but we won't get into that today. Yeah, um, I know that
0: affects me and Rachel big yeah. time. Yeah, well, I know. Um,
1: yeah. And um, so so that was why I originally went, because I was, you know, at a really, really burnt out place work-wise and knew that I definitely had some family stuff to work on to and uh, the run up to our wedding. And um, as anyone who's gotten married knows, it's very stressful. It's hell. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't get, just... <laughs> there were multiple occasions when, and I'm a very logical, reasonable, even kill person. I was like, "Eh, fuck it. Let's just elope.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And we, and we went and the extra mile and we threw our wedding in our backyard. And I, it was beautiful, but you had to do kind of everything alone because seven square days before we got married, I came down with a mystery illness that I had for six months and it was just like a perfect storm of, Oh my God, I am this is hell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was our hell, and it was the perfect. <laughs> you know, it was our yeah. wedding, it was our love, and our yeah. story, and that's fine.
0: Yeah. Yes. Totally. Did you have hesitations about going to therapy? And if you did, why?
1: You know, I, I don't think I did. I think that my um, my only hesitations to go to therapy were affording it. It was never a question yeah. of like. Would I be like, feel weird about going or would I be embarrassed about going? Um,
0: it's no small fee. No. And,
1: and so, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I had hesitations as much as I needed to be in, uh, in the right moment and know, I want to be prepared to go. So I wanted mm-hmm. to find a right, th- the right therapist. I wanted to make sure it was someone that I could afford for a medium term and not like have to like, Oh, I can only go for four times. We got a lot to get, get done in four weeks or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wasn't apprehensive about, I mean, I was apprehensive about going once I scheduled it, but I wasn't, I didn't hesitate to, to go to therapy, I don't think.
0: You say you are you were apprehensive to go once you scheduled it? Yeah. Well, well you... I think
1: any new experience or any time you are dealing with someone new and you're talking about your health, mm-hmm. you know, like even if you go, I've switched doctors in this town every single year because I haven't found one that I like or doesn't charge for parking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a pet peeve of mine, um, but... You always kind of like, what What do you expect from, from like where is how, how do I get to the office? Is it like in a big complex? Am I going to be able to find it easily? Am I going to be late? Am I going to be on time? Is it weird to be early and like maybe be overhearing someone else's session? Am I going to like this therapist? Am I going to, how do I, how do I approach this? How do I talk to someone that I don't know about things that are intimately personal? Um,
0: I think that's the, actually. normal apprehension.
1: I think I that's say. a pretty
0: valid thing when it comes to like actually pulling the trigger and getting a therapist is like how do I handle the situation? It's so weird. I think I've been in therapy for so long that it's like second nature. Like, And I've tried lots of different therapists at this point and I like forgot that initial awkwardness of like, yeah, it's kind of weird.
1: It's a little, it can be a little intimidating (laughs) and like, what do I, you know, do?
0: Right. Um.
1: Especially if you consider yourself a very, I could see how if you're a very confident and comfortable person, that you could find yourself extra apprehensive because you're, you know, willingly putting yourself in what is perceived to be an uncomfortable environment. Yeah, and so you're kind of like reverse adrenaline yourself,
0: right? That. So, what have you gained since going to therapy?
1: Um, jeez, oh I I've gained. Um, well, I we I solved the issues. You from, did. That you I, that I, had. I mean, I solve is a, is a big word, but I, but I, I, you were
0: able to work through them. Yeah. We're in a Supported. Good yes. Yeah. And
1: my relationship with my, uh, with my family is much better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, it wasn't all work that I had to do. You know, it was a, a big part of where I went was, was kind of, um, establishing boundaries for my family to come meet me at. As much, it wasn't necessarily like, well, you know, that's not what we're, it wasn't, it wasn't fixing me as much as it was, here's how you fix the relationship right? Um, or mend it or, or work on it, work toward it. And I don't think anyone, anyone who says that they have a perfect relationship with their family is it's absolutely, bullshit. yeah. yeah
0: I think it's right. so normal to have.
1: And that's what makes family a family to be, to be clear. I mean, yeah. you know, that's what makes it kind of fun. And everyone's got their eye roll stories about their family. So you have For to sure.
0: Have yeah. And I think it's totally normal to have that moment in your young adult life Where you're like, wait, Judge, just a damn minute. (laughs) This isn't actually the relationship that I want. You know, it it needs to evolve. And I think it's normal to have, I think it's normal to have, you know, periods of time with family that you pause and kind of recalibrate and come back together. And like, I I can't stand like when people can't admit that they they don't have interpersonal family drama. I mean, that's just bullshit. Right.
1: That's what makes part of what makes it kind of fun. Yeah. And one of
0: the things that I loved about Connor's family when I first met them was that they were so incredibly open. I mean, my (laughs) family's kind of (laughs) uh, open. Yeah. Yeah. Like my family is very Southern and can be very sort of proper sometimes, especially on my dad's side. And when I met Connor's family, they were telling each other to like fuck off and get lost every other turn. And I was like, whoa, they had like 18 fights per week, but always found their way back together Thursday night. Mostly, <laughs> no. yeah.
1: well, They would find their way back together in person, but they would not necessarily come and meet each other emotionally. They would just kind of be like, "Well, let's you know have twelve Millers and and then get it, another fight and get another fight or something else. We'll forget about that one and we'll move on to this next issue."
0: Right. <laughs> um, anything else you gained from therapy?
1: Um, I-, I gained um, some of my own, and we had this conversation the other night about like, cause I'm having, again, you know, just kind of some existential questions about life and where as, where I'm at. And work, as humans do. As humans do. And, and, you know, a lot of it again is kind of all right career wise. What am I thinking? Where are we at? And, um, you were like, well, do you think you should go and talk, you know, see your therapist? And I was like, you know, I don't know about this one. Cause I kind of know if there's, I, I feel like we're going to go down three roads if I go there and I know what they are and I know the answers to each of them.
0: But I think part of therapy is learning how to solve your own problems. Yeah, identify the road, right? And
1: and which, and then you know,
0: and not spiral. I mean, when I first started therapy with my new therapist, as you know well, her goal to me was that you won't, I won't need her anymore,
1: which is awesome,
0: right? That should be the goal. Is she like for most people? For most people, I think there's nothing wrong with having like someone on like standby, if you will, to. That you can go and talk to about things, but I, I do, yeah. I do feel like there should be a goal in therapy because then you're in, like, you work towards like nothing if you don't have one.
1: Yeah, and I think it depends on, on you know, like I don't currently have a goal with right. my therapist because I'm not going routinely right now.
0: But you used to have one. I
1: used to have one. Right. And, then and you I, felt like you, when I met that goal, I right. stopped going routinely.
0: I mentioned at the beginning. Of this episode that you're really good at compartmentalizing. Oh, yeah. You are a master at it. And you've told me that before. Like, I've said, how do you remain so calm, calm? Connor is the calmest person <laughs> on earth. Like, me and my sister will be, like, talking in a different accent and, like, singing, like, musical numbers from Anastasia. And he will just, like, sit there emotionless with no expression. He's just, like, very unbothered. But I want to know... Well, that
1: is that is some... Um what do you call it that and with you two that's exposure therapy that <laughs> endured. so I don't know that that as much as much my personality as much as I have uh, come to be exposed and the exposure is about to turn all the way up buddy I know,
0: I know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna we break the news the but um yeah mm, yeah but what point do you think does compartmentalization uh. no Jasper what point does continued compartmentalization become damaging?
1: This was uh, this one of the things that I took some I wanted to take go and like away and write a few things Shh. down um, because this is one of the things that I did tackle a little bit in therapy because mm. compartmentalization is a, an excellent tool.
0: Oh, it's so good. Um, I don't know what the fuck uh, it is. <laughs> I never learned it. You, well, how would you define compartmentalization to begin with? Um, the ability to think, shut emotions think, down. I Jasper, think, no.
1: I think a lot of people would define it as the ability to just like, yeah, shut emotions down or to like put it away for later but like never really come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I define it as, as, that was how I used to be, being able to, do, no, that's not true. I define it as putting things away and for for revisiting but the trick is you have to revisit it. Um, and it was one way or another. And then the other thing too I think that sometimes people confuse with compartmentalization which I, I am also.
0: With being a sociopath?
1: <laughs> no, maybe. I don't know. Not me. I'm not a soci- sociopath. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. But
1: I think people also construe compartmentalization of like of everything. I, I don't compartmentalize everything. I think that you used to think that I compartmentalize everything, but what you didn't realize is that I—I I just some things just don't bother me because I just don't take everything that seriously.
0: Is it because you're a man? No, I don't
1: think it's because I'm a man. I think it's because I, um, maybe at one point was over compartmentalized and like fried that that section of my brain. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think honestly, I—I I do think being in news, yeah, gave me a significant amount of exposure therapy. Yeah, you know, pun intended, I guess, on the therapy. But podcast. then we,
0: I feel like, overexposed.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some overexposure. There was, and there was a come down, if you remember, from like I think like
0: a couple, oh, a couple yeah. months when I
1: was like, I, I was like, I feel like I'm feeling emotions more. uh... You know, no there like was definitely like some like random movie I was like tearing up about something like silly you
0: know? yeah there was definitely a change a marked change in you after you left news yeah but
1: it wasn't immediate it, no it, had it to, took you know, time yeah so so there are things that I am just like I just I have a very very strong sense of um a strong sense of internal priorities I guess
0: I was just about to say priorities yeah
1: and if it's not if it's not on the priority list it's not something that I'm gonna that I'm gonna worry about so yeah. it's not something that, that I might not even need to compartmentalize mm. um but back to your core question, compartmentalization is a tool, but eventually, you're running out of compartments. <laughs> and I wanted to That's go funny. and take some time to think about it because it was something that I did do, but I would just never address it. It was it's, and I, I would argue, you know, some of my um,
0: did you put your com- your family in a compartment? Of sorts. Yeah,
1: I guess. It's kind of like, I'll deal with that when it's when I need to. And guess what? Six months before we got married. That's when that compartment was ready to be reopened. Uh, But compartmentalization is a tool. It's something that sometimes if you you need to just, you can't like devote time, energy and emotion to that issue. Um, And that might be in your work life. It might be in your home life. It might be in your family life. Like your, you know, your, your original family life. Um, there's a lot of th- ways that that can present, I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, y- y- eventually you're going to run out of space, and I think you know, I was trying to think. I'm, Jamie knows I'm a big analogy person. Um, oh yeah, but he back love some if you remember back in the in our MySpace days and our AOL Instant Messenger days, and we were you know working off of computers that took ten minutes to boot up. Every once in a while, <laughs> your, your dad or your mom would call that random computer guy, and he would to come in it. to defrag it. <laughs> And I think compartmentalization is like you know all of that stuff is always going to be there, but every once in a while you need to go in and, and and defrag. You need to go and work through a couple things, even if you can't work through the whole thing. Can't get through the whole list? Just just you know and give yourself a little more storage. if you get to seventy five percent of defragging
0: storage. and then it just shuts down? Is that like a mental breakdown? Time for a new computer. Time for a new computer. Yeah. If, new you brain. Can't, if you
1: can't get a new computer, then you got to reset the memory somehow.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I like that. Um, do you feel like, <clears throat> I feel like compartmentalization is kind of a male trait? I do. I think that having an, a very strong sense of internal priorities can feel very male to me. I, like most of my female friends, and well, you know, most of my female friends are very internally aware of their priorities i'm the one that's like all over the place me, well me and rachel <laughs> um <laughs> so love you rachel um she just wrote me a note that said partner in fries i thought that was hilarious that was good. um do you think that this compartmentalization or this very strong sense of priorities like the idea i'll deal with it later mentality is why men don't go to therapy as much as women? Is that like a... No. What do you think it is then? Why I, don't men go I, to therapy? I,
1: I, I don't think that compartmentalization is a, is a man's skill. I, I know plenty of, of men and boys that do not know how to <laughs> properly prioritize their life. <laughs> we're like
0: mouthing a name right We're just now. talking
1: about, you know, these people. Um, but yeah, I, I think that... Um,
0: do you know women who can compartmentalize? I hope this yeah. isn't. I hope this isn't like a sexist conversation that I am spurring. I just, I just find that I think men are. No, easily... I, 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 don't.
1: I just don't think that it is. Um, and, and like you know, I mean, I'll, I will uh, defer uh, back to the. Um, the jingle and remind everyone that you know we're not experts um, so I can't <laughs> tell jingle. you what, whether or not it, it is a um, a fact that there is different biology in, in the brain that allows men to be more compartment but I just mm-hmm. don't think that because I but it's anecdotal I mean I, yeah. you know I just don't know people I I don't know anyone that, that can that compartmentalizes at least the way that I do maybe they compartmentalize in a different way or mm-hmm. they have different priorities and that's how it Maybe so. Maybe yes. Maybe no. I don't know. But yeah. I don't think that that would be the core issue with going to therapy. Okay. I for men, I think that it is a, um, I think it's. I think it's a priority list thing. I think it's a. I think a lot. I will say that most of the men that I know um, have a have a value proposition in every decision they make. And I bet you a lot of them cannot justify, like, that's that's not worth...
0: 200 bucks a pot. Well, yeah.
1: money, time. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's it's, it's mm-hmm. not just the money it's, it it's hour, a money thing. And it definitely is a money thing. It's an hour in business,
0: nine to five. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's it's an hour during normal business hours. Yeah. So for some people, that might, be, that, that might be a half a day off. It might, that might be a literal time off they have to take from work. It could be... And then if you're thinking about, you know, the psyche of, like oh, where, why are you not here today? Are you taking a sick day? Like, oh, I'm going to therapy. I have no problem with that. You know, if, if my Outlook calendar was public, I would fully put therapy. Same. Um, And I, everyone, I've, you know, at work, I'm not, like, I don't, like, broadcast it, but I don't hide it. Like, No, oh, I don't either. You know. and I make, uh, yeah, my therapist is going to love this. Jokes all the time. Yeah. Especially at my job. But, um, yeah, so I, I think it's mostly a, a, a priority problem.
0: I never even thought about that.
1: Yeah. And... And that goes to, uh, you know, along the the lines of some of your other questions, like, well, why don't men prioritize it? And I think that it's because they never were taught to prioritize it. Because I think this is not a new phenomenon that men don't prioritize their mental health. I think that, we'll get to this question, but, you know, men think they're the strong and silent type, quote unquote, you know.
0: It's like what you're designed to be. Yeah. 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 My next question was, what is your response to the old adage that men should be the strong ones and shoulder and contain their emotions. I think
1: that that being strong is not containing your emotions; it's regulating them.
0: Mm.
1: I think that you have to be just like you're learning. I mean, <laughs> in your, how to regulate your emotions. Well, it's self-soothe, but, but it's not even self-soothing. But but how to just like be real with mm-hmm. what's going on in mm-hmm. your in your situation and how are you feeling about that? You know, part of the big thing that I had to address that led me to go to therapy for. You know, for the second issue of my, you know, my my relationships with a lot of my family was how does this actually make me feel in recognizing that? It wasn't like, oh, I've I've got a shitty relationship with a member of my family. How do I fix it? It was, well, why do you feel, why do you have a shitty relationship with that member of your family? It's because, oh, it's because I feel this way about it. Or that person makes me feel like this sometimes. Or I feel this way about them. And maybe that my feelings towards them are not necessarily healthy, and so it's not it's not as simple as that. And so I think that, in men, I will say I think that men are largely a lot more confident mm-hmm. because that is how we have been raised. It is definitely a, um, and uh, you I'm know, rolling my eyes. A, as a you man's, say this. you know, Taylor Swift. If I was a man, you know, kind of deal. I I I vibe with that song. You vibe
0: and, with the song because you know you've profited by being a man, or you vibe with the song because you know. That it's there's a fucked up inequity in the world. Like mean, there's
1: a fucked up inequity in the world. Hell yeah! And I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> that I at some point have have um, I think I think that most of the people in our lives, men, women, um, most of the people, and I say most, but most people in our lives, men, women, um, ha- have at some time benefited from some sort of privilege, and and some more than others, and some a lot less than others, and some in different ways. Um, but I think that men, um have some of that just built in confidence and they don't feel that they need to go. Um, And that's, but that is one of the things that you kind of figure out um, in therapy.
0: Yeah. You know, like my, I have family members like my, you know, like this old Southern heritage, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and fucking deal with it. You know, like. And there's, there's
1: credence to that on, on very specific things.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying, like, we roll over and give everything we've got to no. a therapist. It has to be, and you have to really yeah. put in work. A
1: therapist is not a solution.
0: No, it's absolutely not. It helps you think about things in a different way and maybe discover parts of yourself that you really didn't know existed.
1: Right. It's a coach. It helps you solve. deal
0: with your emotions yeah. in a more effective way than you're currently doing solo, but... Yeah. You know, there. I don't know if men listen to this podcast. Uh, I don't I know. I know that there's
1: at least one man that listens to this <laughs> you?
0: podcast. You like if there's men who listen to this podcast, and maybe, maybe, maybe the men that are listening are have thought about going to therapy. Well, probably, if
1: they're listening, it's probably a first step.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But like, if maybe, on the fence. but maybe they're like thinking about hmm, maybe, maybe I should place this at a higher internal priority, you know, what, like, like, what is your advice? Like, would you give to men who maybe feel on the fence or feel like it's not worth it or feel like it's, 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 it's a hassle. It's, it's expensive. It's not worth the time. Like what would your, what would you say?
1: Don't knock it till you try it. Mm. I mean, Mm. I think that, you know, I was in that boat at one point point. not that I didn't think that it was not valuable, or not worth it, but I just had it lower on the priority list. And the result of that was it became higher on the priority list outside of my control. And so if you're at a point in your life where you've got an issue, or a problem, or something that even you just wanna go get like a gut check on, and you have identified a therapist that you think would work, and you can afford it, then you should do it. Because what's the worst that can happen? You waste an hour. I mean, we all waste an hour every day somehow, whether it's somehow. driving to work or um, you might be wasting an hour at work in a pointless meeting. And that is an hour you're never going to get back. Mm-hmm. Going to therapy for an hour is, is an hour that you're going to get back one way or another in the sense that, well, now you know that, you know, maybe that particular therapist didn't work out or that issue is not what you're really dealing with. Because, again, that was what, what really came through from mine was that it wasn't what I went to therapy with for was not my issue.
0: Yeah, but that's how therapy works. Right. You it could, pulls you. It, I mean, out. there's. I could give example after example of like you going into therapy, thinking you're actually dealing with this story that you've told yourself, but really it's about the thing that's deeper.
1: Yeah, and and I think that you don't have to go to therapy with the intention of all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a regimen. I'm gonna start a prescription of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be long term. It doesn't have to be medium term. You can just go and. If you're thinking about it, I think you should just go because there's a reason that you're thinking about it, um, and it doesn't have to be forever. It doesn't have to be anything that you even talk about. You don't have to be as open about it as I no, am. No, absolutely with, not. With mine. Yeah. I, you know, I I wear it on my sleeve to an extent. I, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't wear it on my sleeve, but I. Have no problem and no reservation about sharing that I. That's
0: the whole know, point of this enjoy podcast. Enjoy therapy, yeah.
1: Um, but that's not for everyone, and you don't have to. True. Like you don't have to go and be an activist no. about going to therapy you just don't. because you go yeah. and it's the hot thing to do. Yeah. Um, you can. It's it's it, it for a lot of people, it, even for me, it's a very private thing. Yeah, um, but
0: I will say. It's probably like super sexy to a lot of women, myself included. If like a man who was like, (laughs) if like a man who was like, (laughs) a man who was like very outwardly confident is like, hell yeah, I go to therapy. Like that is so, like that is somebody who's actively working on themselves, who's not afraid of their emotions. And it just like makes, you know that they're self-aware and I think self-awareness is so important when yeah. it well, comes that's, to... I think
1: self-awareness is the most important trait that you could probably have in life. Ever. Because, I so because agree. Because that helps, that, that is the, that's where you start on any emotion.
0: I feel like my, yeah, one of my greatest goals in life is just to be completely and utterly self-aware. I mean, I think I'm pretty good at it. But You're,
1: you've made a lot of progress for sure.
0: Um, did you think I was in self-aware before? Yes. Really? Yeah.
1: I think that you still are some somewhat not self-aware, and, and just, can you elaborate? I mean, even in simple stuff, like sometimes the way that you are, um, going about something.
0: Like what do you mean? Like, give me an example. Uh,
1: oh man. Sometimes your accidental tone.
0: Oh, here we go.
1: This, why you say that <laughs> explain it to the listeners why you it's not say accidental it. no sometimes it is because you don't know sometimes you are there's a difference between the times when you have
0: you, a tone too sometimes
1: yeah I, I give it back I can fully give it back tone that's life
0: tone
1: but there are times when you do not intend to be giving tone. there are times when you are not actually annoyed with me for whatever reason and, it's and mo- I'm, that, I, that you are giving tone
0: when i give tone it's usually because like i'm projecting my annoyances and frustrations and existential crises on you
1: correct yeah. a lot of the time Most but there, of the but time. there are sometimes when when you don't have an annoyance and you are just that is just kind of your want your
0: I can be kind of a bitch. <laughs> we everyone who is
1: <laughs> your her, your words. Everyone I did not say who
0: that. knows Connor has never called and me in his life. That. But everyone who knows me, like my friends, everyone in the world knows me that I can be kind of a bitch. I have like that is just I'm harkening back to Taylor Swift in her docu- documentary when says, there's no such thing as a bitch. So maybe what I am is I can be mean. Everyone knows it. Uninten- Everyone un- knows unintentionally. it. Unintentionally. Yeah, it's just I, an think you're o- just
1: I think you're just a very specific flavor of direct.
0: Yeah, like an overly blunt direct person, which is funny to me because when someone is overly direct to me, I'll spiral about it for 48 hours. Yeah. Which, My which boss is, is very direct. Yeah, oh. Which, and I, and, and like... Yeah. You know, and I can spiral hardcore about that, but then I, it's crazy. And maybe mm. that's something I need to like examine. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. Okay.
1: I, you know, I have no opinion on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could explore it. That's, it's definitely giving me something, something to think about. Hmm.
1: <laughs> there are things in your life that only you can be accountable for. For sure. <laughs> we are both pretty independent people in yeah, general. Mm-hmm. We definitely have some traits that are codependent in a healthy way. Um, there are some healthy codependencies, especially when you're married. Um, but we're otherwise very independent people. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that you have made a ton of progress on is being independent in your mental health mm. and, and being able to, as they would put it to a baby, self-soothe yeah, or, you know, really like take yourself. Cause what, what you used to come to me for all the time was a more objective highlight, like Take me out of this and look at this yeah. f- from a real perspective, right? Like uh, take take me out of it. Yes. And you've you've gotten better about doing that on your own because that's right. a healthy thing.
0: Yeah, a healthy like healthy I'm. Trait I'm that people I'm, should be able to do. Yeah, like i Like yesterday, I was the beginning of this week. I was I've I've had like a really spirally week, mm-hmm. and I've been like really in the bottom of the pit. The hair ties,
1: the spiral hair ties. What? With like the spiral hair ties.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I'm, but I know it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not really gonna... Knowing it is half. Yeah, example, but yeah. And each. like, I'm not going to go. I'm not really going to get too worried about being there because I know this is something that I do. And
1: and I think a big, not to interrupt you, but I think a big part of that um, was when you realized that. Because yeah. you can be doing that and then not realize it, that you've come that far, was at the end of last year when you had to have an emergency session with oh with, with your previous therapist. But, but when you, I remember you came away from that session and being like, uh, I don't know
0: if that was helpful. I don't know wow. if that was I don't
1: know if the, if the value was there in it because I think that you had gone through the self. you had the conversation there that you could have just had with yourself.
0: And that I think is what my new therapist is really good at is kind of like helping me take thoughts at face value and not as facts which i thought that every thought and feeling that i had meant factual hmm. um, but
1: that's but that's a, i mean that's a that's a you know you, uh, your thoughts are not facts
0: I could, your, i'm per, your still perception wrapping my head that around that i'm still wrapping my head around that yeah
1: we are still in a world where you know gender roles play a really big part in and things for no reason um mm-hmm. and, but it doesn't it doesn't make you like, any less of a man to go and talk about your feelings. I know that, like, that's been said a hundred times. If anything, times. it makes you more of a man. Well, I think that I've I've become, and much to Jamie's chagrin, more confident in going to therapy in a lot of areas. And, well, and more comfortable with, with my thoughts and how I handle things. And I
0: There's die. just so much value in understanding yourself. Yeah. Or even trying to. Yeah.
1: Like in the work, I think there's a fear in all of this that we're talking about. I think there's fear at home. And if I admit that I need to go to therapy, does that mean something's wrong with me? Does that mean something's wrong with my relationship? Is, my it, is this the wrong, right? right. There's fear there, right? right? So I think that for a lot of people, going to therapy is a, is, is a little scary. and Because you do, it is a big unknown. And if you're someone who, who, especially for people that are falsely self-confident, probably really scary because it's an actual confrontation with yourself. And you just like, that's that's you know
0: that's not confronting yourself not ca- ideal. is really hard. I mean, it is hard. So you know, it's hard. It takes a lot of courage to be able to go. You know what? I'm gonna go pay someone to help me confront myself. Um, okay, I want to end on this. We're ending. I wa- Honey, it's been fifty-five minutes. Well, you we gotta
1: edit. I've had so much fun. I know. We you, haven't tackled everything. You're a great guest. There's you'll a be, lot of there's surely more issues we can solve. You'll
0: be back. You'll be back. I'm confident about it. Okay. So I want to end on this. I want you to tell me the single most effective and helpful piece of advice or whatever you learned in therapy. What is the single most like if it's like for me as an example, if someone said what is the single most effective a piece of advice that you have gotten in therapy is, is for me to be uncomfortable with uncertainty. That is like the singular thing. So what is your thing that you learned?
1: I think that the most the was was the affirmation that this is a real problem and you're not the only person that has this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of, I think I kind of felt like, I'm going to go in here and she's not going to have any idea how to deal with this. These people are fucking nuts sometimes. Like how, how can you even approach that? How is a stranger gonna know how to approach that?
0: And she's like, oh boy. And she's like,
1: my guy, that is perfect textbook blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no kidding.
0: It's almost like you had imposter syndrome with your problems. You're like yeah. is this even a thing? Yeah,
1: you, well, or, or you think that you are that your situation it's is so, so unique fucked up and that so no bad. One is no one ever going yeah, to Yeah, there's no way. Like there's mm. no way. But that's just so I think that there are so many Now listen, every every everything's going to present with different symptoms. Yeah. But that's why if you read the side of your medicine bottle, it's like, you know, may experience there's there's 10 things, and maybe you have one. So maybe your issue has one symptom of, uh, but it's but it's this identifiable, and and workable treatable problem, um, and I really even hate to use the word treatable because it sounds so clinical. And going to therapy does not have to be clinical, and it's mm. and it's not a it is a health thing, but it is not a clinical thing. It is a conversation.
0: Mm. Yeah, I feel like mine is more clinical than it is conversation. Well, you you're but going to a different kind of therapy. Yeah. You needed to go to a different yeah. kind of therapy. Going to a very clinical... you're finding value from a different yeah. kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's prob- I could probably find value
0: in a different kind of therapy. I think ERP is valuable for everyone, especially who people are like, who are afraid of everything like me. Yeah. Um, all right. So uppers. Oh, we, we end I every... Didn't, I didn't prepare an upper. Well, you can think about it, honey. My upper is in exactly <laughs> <laughs> one hour and 18 minutes. I will be watching the final installment of the Vanderpump Rules reunion where the... Revelation is revealed. And by the time this episode comes out, we will know what the revelation is. And I'm just, I'm tantalated with excitement. I cannot wait. I have opened a bottle of wine. We're about to pop in some taquitos in the air (laughs) fryer.
1: Hell. like i'm yeah. very
0: in- invested i'm really excited about that and i th- i know that it's Jamie's
1: be... favorite thing and to the <laughs> extent that she neglected to tell me that it was a three part deal and so we are on our we we are fully out of free streaming tv live tv trials and we are now going to pay 80 dollars tonight so that Jamie can watch this fucking show. are you serious it's going to be you know hey honey you're worth every penny Okay.
0: Okay. My guilty tea. Uh, actually, no. It's not guilty. It's just a TV pleasure. Okay. What's your upper? Can I have two? Sure. Okay.
1: Uh, my. I will say that. Um. My. My overall upper is that we are still in a weather situation where it's like early, late spring, early summer, where I can still go sit outside, play with the dog, and like not just like be immediately em- immersed in sweat. It's a very relaxing. Well,
0: like, we do have the most magical yard on planet yard. Earth, yeah. Yard.
1: Especially when you have a uh, cordless fan and it can oh blow God, just a gentle breeze. Fans. I
0: constantly. can't take it. I can't take it. The obsession with the fans. Big fan, so guy here. Big fan of fans. It's, it's pathological. <laughs> it's
1: it's a uh, it's uh
0: it's an hereditary.
1: Um. So that's <laughs> a huge thing. It's very nice. Still, we're still taking advantage of those last moments of of good outdoor weather, and like the pollen's gone too, so you're not like out there just like
0: we say that. But I, yeah, like it's my eyes there's were still some, algae, morning, but you're not yeah. like you're not like Wheezing, like yeah. seeing it
1: on your phone. Like there's like a dust spot from your thumb as you go through TikTok sitting out there, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So that's my that's one, and then my second one is I will give a since a lot of my stress comes from work, my work upper is that you know I continue to have a good base of coworkers that are all like, we're all in this shit together, and we.
0: <laughs> that's make, called horizontal loyalty it. it's so important is that a term yes um i felt we like da-
1: we have some very strong horizontal horizontal loyalty, loyalty because we went through a war zone at this point together basically. yeah
0: like you like and i think horizontal loyalty is more important than vertical loyalty when you know that your colleague has your back there's nothing better than that um all right well thank you to connor for your generous time. I'm so grateful you that a, you
1: had me. Uh, I'd love to come back anytime.
0: You are a fabulous, you'll come back, as in come back to your own living room, t- dining room table. Yeah, I will, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: will I will come out of the place I am <laughs> banished to where they're normally <laughs> recording these things. Um, no, I, I, thank you. It, it, this was fun. Thank you for having me. And yeah. um, you, you're my wife and my host and my honey. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, I, I think that the one, the one that there's one thing I could also add, and you can edit this in. Oh yeah. Else. I if forgot you, to ask if, you
0: what you would add. So yeah, You have to be a re- journalism. One on Is there
1: anything you'd like to add? Yeah. And sir
0: uh, reporter, I cannot believe it. Let me to hit my that. fucking
1: talking points. Like, okay. I'm
0: so sorry. You gotta
1: get hit my KPIs. Um, I, I think that being able to talk about it is such a cool thing. And I think that, I mean, over the course of you doing this, I think that you've seen a lot of value in doing it and well, talking through it. I, and even the if you're ta- and I've, and I've told I've you I, I, when we started this, and I say we because I really have nothing to do with it I Well, you of, were like a I wanted to huge go buy, proponent. Well, I was probably because, and, and as I think you explained in the first episode, I'm a bit of a tech nerd. So I was like, oh, look at all the cool stuff I can buy all for this. All the buttons. This. But I remember thinking, um, when you're like, whoa, whoa, how, What are we gonna? It's almost like it's almost like therapy. How do I know when I'm done? How do we know when we're successful when we've done it? You know, it's like, well, I think you're successful the second that somebody reaches out and says that I got something from that.
0: Oh my God. And I think it that paragraphs. if you
1: if you if, if your audience, which I think continues to grow, I don't, I don't have access to the analytics. I'm not on the, you know, the, it's a small but mighty, we,
0: small but engaged audience. Yeah. And that's, what, I mean,
1: cause that's, if your audience was, if your audience was two and it was yourself when you were editing this, that's, that's all the audience you need. Because I think that talking through some of this, talking through it, putting it out there. And I know because I live with you and have married you, and you know you share your your the feedback that you get from some of your friends or people that that you wouldn't necessarily consider friends, but you know people that you know from your life yeah. that have given you feedback. Like I was never thought about that, already. this is so great you're doing this. Like da da da. I think that it's as your husband, I'm very proud of you for doing this.
0: Oh, honey, that's so nice. I might shed one tear, but probably just not. just one. No, I sucked it back in. <laughs> Um, thank you for being here.
1: My Instagram is at Kanda Spiel, and my Twitter is the same. Uh, and I'm no longer verified on Twitter.
0: But you don't post Elon, on Instagram. Daddy
1: Elon took it away.
0: He, he doesn't even post on Instagram.
1: Once quarterly. It's honestly, I've, I've actually Once full, fully embraced it. It's just like me and you at a wedding. It. I think I put it's it like in. It's
0: like the m- most boring content of all time. Just Not like, really. Here's we, me and we are at a good,
1: wedding. We are typically we go to a wedding, and it's like, are they the ones getting married?
0: Oh my God, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> we are usually among the best dressed. We consider
1: ourselves well dressed
0: <laughs> okay let's stop talking about ourselves no I
1: done talk about myself all night
0: I know you could honey <laughs> my god alright that's all we got what thanks kind of for being here have? from Trader Joe's Ooh. we will catch you later next time on One Fry Short okay mm-hmm. turn it the fuck off how do I stop it you just press record what do you mean Congrats. You made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and leave a review. If you didn't like it, don't worry about it. It will only cause us to spiral. We also want to reiterate that we are not experts, but please do call or text the people at the new mental health hotline at 988 because they are. Join in on the conversation on our Substack page at one fry short pot. See you there.